Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast. I'm Ryan Spagnoli. Joined with me is Alex Barth. Barth, how we doing? We're watching from afar today, from yeah. thousands and thousands of miles away. Just, uh, just it's, a it's, little it's bit different. of FOMO. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's different. Bit. It's different. You know, you can't get the whole, right? And I mean, obviously we can, you know, tune in as much as you can, can send some texts to see what what's kind of going on. Um, but I think to start the show, I think we should start with their roster moves, right? Because we had talked about this towards the end of last night's show a little bit um, in terms of kind of not necessarily how they get to 80. We had, you know, obviously, who is it? Lange and somebody Ronnie last Perkins. night. Ronnie Perkins. Perkins. They, yeah, right. They didn't, was it they didn't travel? Or didn't they travel and now. So, well, Longy's Longy's still on the team for now. They didn't move on from him. Perkins. We, we can get into the these probably a little bit here. Perkins wasn't there. Stuber, I mean, he hasn't. We haven't. He, we didn't see him in the spring. Like he's, I, I, I he, he's. I think a red shirt through and through. Absolutely. Perkins. I mean, it's like kind of shades of Anthony Jennings, except Anthony Jennings played a bit his first year. He was their second most used linebacker his first yeah. year. Perkins is now going to go two years without playing a game, and for a top one hundred pick, I mean, it's just. It's going to be interesting to see what their plan is for him, right? They had this log jam at edge rusher for so long behind. They had those veterans, right? Kyle Vanoy, Jamie Collins, and they had this log jam of guys like Josh Uche, Chase Winovich, Anthony Jennings, Ronnie Perkins, and you're kind of starting to see that log jam get th- thinned out. And it seems like Jennings and, and Uche are the guys who, who are going to step up here and, and really win those snaps. Yeah, and I, I kind of tweeted it too. Like it's it's not the bet, it's not good for Perkins, right? Because you kind of figured last year, you know, they spent big money on Judon. They, they had an older team, right? This is a they do it every year with one rookie. It just depends who, right? right. Take some time into the system, kind of figure out how to be a pro, develop into your pro body, and then year two they kind of take off. We saw with Trey Flowers, right? Like the list kind of goes on and on. And you come into camp this year and you you think, you know, this guy's going to, you know, not be an every down player, but somebody that can certainly help you, uh, you know, in spurts and in different situations. Um, and he had not looked, he just kind of was out there at camp, never really popped, never really stood out. And now he's going to miss his second straight year. Um, and, and I don't think he was battling much, right? It's one of those, you know, kind of the Foxborough flu, everybody calls it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think, and I had tweeted it, there is some hope for him, right? Because we did see this with Anthony Jennings, and I know Jennings did play a little bit as a rookie. But that was a much different team. They had a ton of opt-outs. I feel like he was almost forced to. And then last year he was IR'd because they got all the opt-outs back in. They had they brought Collins and Van Noy and all these guys back, and now he's a huge piece of their defense. So I think 
you know, it's obviously not ideal. He spent a top 100 pick. I think, what did he go, 96 last year? Somebody yep. that probably should be helping you by this point in his career. But, you know, one of those things, right? Jennings popped. Uche has looked good. Judon's back, right? Like, he's just further and further down the depth chart. Um, and I don't know necessarily if there's there's room for him this year, right? So, um, there's still some hope there. But all in all, it's not great to see from, from a top 100 pick just a year ago. Still has not played an NFL game. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, you're right. It should be shocking. Maybe it's not as shocking because this is the way that, you know, they, they've brought along a lot of guys slowly here in the last couple of years out of the draft. This is sort of what they do. But, yeah, no, he's a guy, I mean, you, you now just kind of push to 2023. And it, by the way, if Anthony Jennings has a huge, has a big season this year, get ready for, well, they did it with Jennings and it works. So here comes Ronnie Perkins. He's going to be a big contributor. Like, get ready for that because that's kind of right. Oh, it certainly is. But I just think, too, we kind of saw this coming when you kind of had to that, – that's a very competitive group. It, it seemingly always is on their teams, no matter how good that unit is. They usually have a really good front seven. So it's it's tough to right. find snaps. But like I said, that's a guy who last year when they picked him, it was kind of a head-scratcher, but at the same time, it was one of those best player available. This guy had fallen in the draft a little bit. Let's take a flyer on him. But I think regardless, that whole draft in a whole – they, they hit the nail on the head. Their first two picks were money, like absolute money, right? You can't hit all your picks. Even their Mermondre was their fourth, right? Fourth round pick. So right. three out of their first four last year, already immediate contributors, people that you're probably going to build around for the foreseeable future. You know, it, it, it's tough. Beggars can't be choosers. That, that draft was really, really good up to this point. Um, and I think, you know, is the writing on the wall for Perkins? I guess we'll see. But like I said earlier, it, it's tough to see. But let's get into practice too. Yep. Um, like I said, we obviously aren't there. I'm not in Vegas. Neither is Barth. We're in the same location. But um, it looked like another day, a slow day for the offense. And, it, and from reading on it, it looked like when they were kind of going through that rut in the middle of practice, it was one of their worst that, you know, everybody has seen all summer, which isn't a good sign because, like you said, me and Alex started doing this show about two and a half weeks ago. The sky was falling. They couldn't even get they couldn't even get aligned right. It was miscommunications, false starts, guys running the wrong routes, and they seemed to seemingly pick that up last last week. They started to get a little bit more crisper, especially as the week got on. And I thought, other than the first two drives, it was great to see the ones kind of come out, march down the field, and score and a nice ball from Jones. It just it looked much smoother. And they come out today, and and it looks like they took two steps back again. Yeah, and I mean, what really worries you is the offensive line, right? It, obviously, Mac didn't do well throwing the ball. They were, I think, they were like four or five drops, right, based on the report. So that's not great either. But I saw a stat that they tried to run in between the tackles seven times in team drills today, and they got stuffed on six of them. I mean, that's just you can't, you can't. That's not good enough. So again, I wasn't there, didn't see it, but just based on the reports and based on people I've talked to, it was more of the same of what was an issue early on in camp. The offensive line just can't get it going. When the off, as is usually the case in football, by the way, when the offensive line doesn't get it going, everything else kind of falls apart behind that, right? So, you know, was was it heat? Was it a couple of days off? Was it Isaiah Wynn coming back because he he practiced today for the first time in a couple of weeks? Probably a combination of those and other factors. The Raiders also let's give the Raiders credit where it's due. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, it's a hell of a defensive front, hell of a front, and and they're going to get tested this week. The Patriots offense with that front seven, but you just, you hate to see it go backwards like that, especially when it really felt like they were starting to make progress. Yeah. And we had said too, right. This is going to be a real test for them this week, right? right? Carolina is Carolina. They're, they're a bottom 
third team in the league. I'd be surprised if they win six games. Um, so, but like I said, it's good to see first live bullets for other teams. He flew out here and we talked about it yesterday. This is a big week for a lot of guys. I think in a, not just a lot of guys for their team in general, right? Cause this is a team that spent a lot of money in the off season, new coach, got the best wide receiver in football who we'll get into him later. Cause it looked like he torched them all day long. Yeah. Um, a real test for this team, kind of a, a um, to see where they match up in the AFC. And I, I know it's the first day, you know, you're on, you're on enemy territory, right? They could, you know, knowing Bill Belichick and his teams that he gets out there, they're going to bounce back and have a much better day tomorrow, but we're getting close to real football here, man. Like this is, uh, this is, <laughs> we're getting up to week one. So, um, they got to start putting their, their right foot forward and really building off this. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned bouncing back, right? This has kind of been the the threat of the summer. And I don't know. I, I've said a number of times this summer, we're all, you know, well, it's a back and forth and, and you want to see if they'll bounce back tomorrow. And they haven't talking about the Patriots offense. That, that, that's what we haven't seen. If they come back and bounce back tomorrow, that's really encouraging because again, they just haven't been able to do that this summer. If they have another bad day, I think that's tremendously discouraging. So you're right. They've generally been good about that, but what was it? 12 days before we, we got to come on here and say, Hey, look at the offense. They're moving the ball, right? Progress. It, they they need to quickly turn around, which is something they haven't done yet this and the, summer. The biggest concern for me is a running game, and and I know probably a lot of it alludes to their troubles and the the new guys up front, but that's like an anchor of their team, an anchor of their offense, right? And I know Max in his second year, and you got you know improved skill positions and guys more comfortable in their system, but if you can't get the running game going, I don't know how you're going to get anything else going. Yeah, I, I, again, that to me, you know, people were talking about Mac. People were talking about. Oh, well, the receivers can't get separation and this and that. And, you know, is Ramondre Stevenson out of shape? No, it's it all it's, it's the offensive line back. If the offensive line isn't there, it derails everything else. It's just the nature of football. That's not a Patriots specific problem. The problem with the Patriots is the offensive line is falling apart. But if it falls apart, the rest of the offense usually goes. That's across all 32 teams for however many years they've been playing the sport, right? So They've just, they've got to get it figured out up front. It's Matt Patricia and Billy Yates. They've got to get this thing locked down. David Andrews sounded frustrated after practice again today. We we saw reports that Mac Jones was frustrated during practice. You just got to, and again, they were better. Somebody pointed out in the chat, they were better during seven on sevens. That's even more evidence that this is what the problem is. So it's just a matter of getting that figured out up front. And I was going to say, what what is their issues? And you, you nailed it. It's it's up front because I was right. going to say, and, and specifically, it's the communication up front. It feels it like. is because they're seven on sevens, and even when we're down there, it, it's it's crisp. Like the offense is moving. It's not a receiver problem. It's certainly not a quarterback problem. It's up front, you know, and that might take them some time. But you'd think they'd be much better, and and I do think they're much better than they were two weeks ago, right? I like, but this stuff can't keep happening if they want to be a competitive team in a much better division this year. Um, it, it's, it, that, that's just the frustrating part. And like I said, their running game and their offensive line has been an anchor for them for so, so long. Um, and it seems like those two can't get on the same page, which is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I that's something it's not, they just, they have to fix it. It's not something they can work around. It's it either gets fixed or it doesn't. And the other thing too, kind of, a, you know, going on to the defense, um, you'd yeah. spent, and me too, spent a while on Jalen Mills and now he's ready for the challenge and it looks much better. And, you know, everybody has bad days and he's going against <laughs> the best receiver in football. I think somebody that's 
probably the best we've seen in a long time. He's certainly top five, I think, in the last 10 years. That guy just has a knack for getting open, so good at the line of scrimmage, has just a, a, a variety of release packages that just he, – he's so good. And Devontae Adams made, made Jalen Mills look like a rookie today, it seems like. He had like three three catches on him, toasted him too, made a sweet one-handed grab over him. Um, I mean, that stuff's going to happen. But I think if you're going to be a number one corner for this team, you're going to get those guys, right? You look at the division. You got Tyree Kill or whoever's, you know, I mean, they could put a slot guy, a more speedy guy on him. But Stephon Diggs, right? right? Like Devontae Adams is on their schedule, uh, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase, right? Like I could go on Jamar chase. Like these guys, you're going to face number one receiver. They, they need food. a legit corner. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. They need a legit and, corner. And I think, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Sorry. Finish your point. I thought you were up. No, I just think, you know, he's, he's looked really good and I think he's much better than last year. And I, he is their number one corner because I, I don't really think there's anybody else. So like, that's your guy. And unless they add someone really late here, which I don't even know if it'd make that much of a difference in a, in a short term, this is your guy that's lining up across number number one receivers every single week. Well, I mean, they're they're not going to add somebody better. It's just those players don't get moved this time of year, right? This is the group. They could add depth. They could add on the on the edges. But Jalen Mills is going to be their number one corner this year. And then let's so let let's put this into context, right? Devontae Adams might be the best, you know, X receiver in the NFL. I, like who who else is is in that discussion right now? Like the best in the league to me. I don't. I don't right. Really like Tyree kills. Like a Tyree kills a slot. I think Tyree kills a tremendous player too. But Tyree kills a slot, or no, he's not like a traditional X. Right. Your big body outside prototype wide receiver. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I mean Jefferson. But he kind of lines up. Not everywhere. Jefferson. Maybe Mike Evans. But like I, I, some people might say Evans. I would still take Adams personally oh, yeah, over for Evans. Sure. Um. Anyway. So it's not like Jalen Mills got burnt by some guy just off the bus, right? This is probably, oh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is who I was thinking of. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I you know what? At this point, I, I think I still go Adams, but that's close. That's a, that's a totally fair debate. But this is, his, and, and Hopkins actually is on the Patriots schedule. So we'll see that game. But this is as tough a test as Jalen Mills is going to have to face this year. He didn't exactly pass it, but you couldn't have expected him to come out and blank Devonte Adams. If he'd done that, we'd probably be on here talking about, you know, defensive player of the year. We'd be on here talking about Steph Gilmore. We're obviously not doing that, but I think it does kind of remind us that, you know, this is a different situation at corner than it's been in the past for the Patriots. You don't have that guarantee on the outside, whether it's, you know, you go all the way back to Revis and, and, and Gilmore and, and Jackson and Malcolm Butler was in there for a year it's not necessarily that you're they're going to really need him to kind of play above his level. And I think today showed that now something I talked about with, with Matt Dolph on my sports hub podcast, which you can find now 98.5 the sports Do they go back to that style of and, and look, you're not game planning for joint practice. They're probably not going to game plan for the game, but hypothetically, if this was like a regular season game, right? Would it have been mills on Adams or would they put mills on, Renfro or whoever the second receiver is. And then it's, and I know John this kind Jones of sounds scary, help. right. Or Terrence Mitchell and safety help or whoever on Adams, like, is that how they'd approach it? So maybe there's more of that this year without that true lockdown, like mills, but it's, it, it was kind of a reminder that, Hey, this isn't, you know, what it's been the last couple of years at the corner position. 
And and it's been their biggest question, I think, coming into the year, right? Like you said, they've had number one corners for seems like so long, at least as long as I've been really, you know, following and covering the team. And this year, you know, I think that group is coming into camp. It's a lot better than, I, you know, I think anybody would have expected it. But at the same time, like, like you said, this isn't the same guy we're used to over there, whether it's 24 or 27, right? Like guys like that, that, no, we're just going to take this part of the field and completely eliminate it and we don't need help, right? So um, and I think, like you said, the safeties will help. They got a veteran group there, guys that have played a lot of snaps. I mean, McCordy's super good at that. Um, you know, you got guys like Duggar and, and Phillips and Adrian uh, Jabril Peppers, like they'll be able to figure it out in terms of, you know, we got a week to, to figure out a scheme to kind of slow this guy down. You're not going to stop Devontae Adams. Like he's going to get his eight catches, but it's limiting those big plays, limiting him down the field where, you know, guys will, you know, um, you know, struggle. But Alex, before we get into it, I wanted to tell you all about our LinkedIn talent solutions. Uh, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Like I said yesterday, everybody knows this is a kind of a, you know, another job for me. I, I use LinkedIn big time. I'm a big networker. Everybody knows in this day and age, social media is huge. Uh, what better way to use LinkedIn to kind of, you know, network yourself and find your next gig. Uh, you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and, re and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring for your network. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat to post your job for free. Alex, let's get into a little bit more about, about the offense. I know we're kind of jumping all yep. over the place, but it's kind of tough with us not being We're there. going we're like biggest storyline down. It's not necessarily the offense to defense. It's, you know, I, I don't know if you had anything in terms offense. of a, a bigger storyline. I thought the offense struggling was obviously huge. That Mills was, yeah, was no, kinda... those, those were the big two takeaways, I think. Yeah, and and you know, like I said, it, it's tougher without without us down there. Um, you can only go off so much what you read, but I just think too. And I said it earlier, like this is a. You think about the AFC West, like it's the Chiefs and the Chargers for me are the are the top tier. Like those two teams are are going to be in it in the end. I I like the Chargers as like an AFC sleeper. I think that team is loaded. Justin Herbert's so good. They got the pieces on defense now. I know Jackson did go down though today. Had ankle surgery. He's out two. Two to three months, they said. So, I mean, that's tough for them. A big was it two to three months? I saw. Oh, from from now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I saw. I I was thinking like weeks in the season is what I saw. No, but yeah, so we're, we're a couple. I mean, weeks he's probably going to get sense. IR'd. Okay. At least, yeah, definitely get IR'd. Um, yeah, you'd think so. Four weeks. But when you look at it, like I said, the AFC West, it's those two teams, and I know we're jumping all over the place, but it's kind of what yep. we got to do. These are the teams you're fighting for for a wild card spot, in my opinion, right? The Raiders could catch the league by storm, and Josh McDaniels could do a fantastic job. They could win the AFC West. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams, with how much talent they have, wins the division. But I just think, basing it off last year, you kind of have to put the Raiders in that three fourths range, but they're still going to probably win nine, 10 games and I mean, make the playoffs. And right. these are the teams you're fighting for, assuming, you know, you're, you're fighting tooth and nail with the Dolphins for the two seed in, in, in a wild card spot. 
Yeah, and it, it's no, it, it, it's a really good point. I think maybe people are a little too worked up over the over the AFC West just because they all have to play each other, right? Let's not forget that. Like if they they're if they all win twelve games, and you say oh, those are all twelve win teams, all right. So then they're each beating each other once and then basically winning out. Like that's kind of what you're projecting there. But yeah, no, this is this is a good measuring stick. Even if I, the Raiders might be a little above the Patriots in terms of head to head for a playoff spot, like you're talking about, right? But we play in first round of the playoffs, right? It's a team like this. So, you know, players have talked about that as well. They, they got to measure up and look the team you'd hope the team that's out there right now is not the same team. That's going to be out there in January. You'd hope that they grow and they develop and they get better at that point. And obviously the Raiders will too, but I think, you know, you look at the moves the Patriots made this off season. I think a lot of what they're banking on to improve this team is internal growth. Just young players getting better. Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, uh, Kendrick Bourne, guys like that, right? There's a million more names are escaping me, but Kyle Duggar would be another big one. Yeah, this is this is the kind of team that they got to go punch to punch with, and, and it goes back to what I said before. Can they bounce back tomorrow? That's kind of the big question because it's what they haven't done all summer. And and yeah, I, I like I said, you don't want to jump too far down the rabbit hole with you know joint practices and one day of struggling, but like we said earlier. You know, I think these this is a huge measuring stick for this team. So, I, I don't know. I, I think in terms of the offense, that's going to take a long – it's going to take longer than usual to figure out, I think, this year with, with the problems they're having up front. If, that, if you're having those problems, it's going to affect everything. We're seeing it right now. You see it each week with these mediocre teams. Um, but you have to hope that defense can hold up the first six to eight weeks, really, until that offense hopefully starts clicking on all cylinders. Uh, and that might be a tough ask. I know their front seven so good. We heard about it today. That was another thing. So that's They're, that's the one thing. Yeah, the, the front seven looked really good. They're going to kind of have to hang on that unit because it and it, it goes back to kind of something that's been a theme throughout camp, right? Is was was the Patriots run defense that bad or was the defensive front that good? Maybe we undersold the the, the, the uh, defensive front a little bit. I think we're kind of seeing that here. Matthew Judon, according to the reports, was an absolute beast today, both against the run and the pass. So that that might be the unit. That might be if they're going to get through this early season and these growing pains, it's going to be those guys balling out. All right, real quick, we want to take a pause and tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. And of course, the Patriots Beat Podcast and the entire CLNS Media Network is powered by Bet Online. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. They have it all. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our code CLNS50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, the code is CLNS50. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Right. And, and like you said, I. I wanted to talk on it too. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Mac Wilson, right? Like it, it, I don't know what first team reps he got today, but that's a guy they need on the field. Like, it, and it, I don't know how much we'll see. To, uh, I always say Tavai. He's got a kind of a, yeah. Jelani I always Tavaya. say, I thought it was Tavai until like last week. I'd heard other people say just Tavai. We're, we're, we're learning here, yeah. but I mean, that's a piece that well, Wilson helps them on teams, right? He's a big special team. Like, there's no doubt he's going to have a role well, in this they're team. They're both teams, guys. Yeah, but I think Tavaya is more of a team's guy than than Wilson, right? Like, 
Um, so that that's another guy that you got to get going, find a way to find him on the well, on the field. I mean, it's it's funny to me, right? Because I, I think I joked about this on the last show when we're covering the Patriots. You know, it's kind of like playing detective. They're not going to tell us anything. We have to figure it all out ourselves. So they never true. tell us anything ever. And then Bill comes out last month and does that interview or earlier this month and does that interview about Jelani Tavai and like, oh, he's going to be a big contributor for us on all four downs. They finally tell us something. And we're all sitting here like, no, I can't be true. Just ignore that. It doesn't mean anything. Like if they, if he said that about any other player, right? If he came out and said, yeah, Ramondre is going to be a big part of what we do on all four downs. You'd be like, wow, Ramondre is going to have a huge role. And they're admitting it. That's crazy. For whatever reason, Jelani Tavaya, he just tells us what his role is. And he we're was all with still them sitting last here like, year, right? should we put him on the practice squad? Yes or no? Or on the roster projection? Yes or no? So he signed in September. And Bill talked about that this morning, that it's been very beneficial for him to be with the team throughout the full offseason. Because he got cut by the Lions during final roster cuts last year. And then the Patriots signed him before week one. And I think they had signed him. Yeah, they initially signed into the practice squad and then signed to a full contract in like October, November or something. Right. I, and now, actually, let's get into that too because you're a big roster projection guy. With the, with the roster yeah. down to 80 players. 98.5thesportshub.com. I have one up right now. It's it's still new. It dropped on Monday. I'd call it new. Let's. Uh, did you have Perkins on there or did you have him IR? I did not. I had Perkins, and I think I specifically said Perkins is off, but he won't get cut. He'll be traded or ir so, so there you go. Yeah, and I mean we figured Stuber too with with their depth there and yeah, you know, he he hasn't been on the field all spring and I I think Mike Reese had said it a few weeks ago he had suffered something right after the draft that was going to keep him out. So I think they knew this was coming yeah. along. That's a guy I really liked. Um he had guard and tackle experience, late round pick out of Michigan. He did well at the senior bowl. That could be a guy you're hearing his name a little bit next year as a kind of a swing tackle or somebody that's adding guard depth in the middle. Cause I think that's their biggest thing too. Swing tackles huge, but I think if you can somehow keep win right. And, and Brown plays up to his par and, and could just stays well, you got a decent little trio there of tackles. I think interior, you know, you trade Shaq Mason, Tooney's gone. Karras is gone. Now um, you bring in a first round rookie, Cole strange. You have James Ferentz playing in there, right? Like, they need right. some help in the interior um, going forward, not not just in relation to Stuber, but I think this year too. Yeah, and it, William Sherman's – they got a couple of these guys, William Sherman, who are like converted college tackles who are probably guards at the next level. Yeah, I, I, I think you look at their offensive line, right? Isaiah wins in a contract year. We'll see if he's still here. He's got the trade rumors. Trent Brown's on a two-year deal, but he just feels year to year just given the nature of his injury history, right, and things like that. We don't quite know what Cole Strange is going to be. It, you know, um, what am I? Who, Michael Owen, who's still like, he might be a tackle if Wynn leaves. We have no right? idea. We have so no idea. There's going to be combinations are going to be <laughs> there. There's uncertainty up front. It's not just this year. There's uncertainty up front. It, it there, there will be spots to be won. You're right about that. There will be spots to be won. Right. So, um, I, you know, I, I, any, any surprise that coming down the road, like, I, let's see this. And I know you're not a big hot take guy, Yeah. but I'm curious next when this, we'll be talking about this next week, this time yep. it'll be the final 50. Probably a little rate. later cuts are, cuts are by five. So probably a little later, but yeah. Right. Um, but you know, obviously like they'll put Taekwon on, he'll likely go on IR. That'll bring right. somebody up. There's like little things like that, but anybody you're keeping an eye on over the next week or so, 
that, you know, I don't want to say surprise cut because nothing necessarily surprises me, but somebody where you'd be like, you know, really, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I just want to pull up the roster here to make sure I get everybody. So I'll start with this. I see a lot of people like like the the hot take, not hot is in like extreme, but like the popular take right now is Cody Davis is going to get cut because they have Brendan Schooler. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they would keep both. I think they like Davis. He's a leader on the team. His contract's a little tough to, to part ways with. I, I think people are writing off Cody Davis maybe a little too early. Um, some of like the bigger names I, is JJ Taylor getting cut still a hot take. There's still people who think he's like the next big thing. I just, I don't see it with him. And at this point, I feel like if it's not there, it's not going to happen, right. It's not going to happen. So I, I mean, I don't know if he counts. Um, I think on, on the defensive line, Henry Anderson's a guy and I know he's gotten like, Dude, first. I want to that's a guy, man. Like he, he feels he looks like a good guy, though. I know, and he every time he gets on the field, he 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 does something well. Like that's a guy who's not going to yeah. make mistakes. You know exactly what you're going to get out of him. And last year he got hurt in camp, right? And they IR'd him, and he was done for the year. But that that's such a tough position to crack. But he he's looked good, man. Like that's a guy that can help them there, and as a depth player and a rotational guy. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. I just wonder his contract. Like they get they get a couple million if they part ways with him. You know, could save save some for incentives, right? Right. You know, could could LeBron Ray give you those same reps for less money? And and one other thing I'll point out too, and people should remember this if if you're kind of playing along and doing your own roster projections. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, you cut this guy and you bring him back, and it's fine, right?" Oh, like Sam Roberts. People say, "Oh, well, Sam Roberts will get through waivers and cut Sam Roberts and bring him back to keep a guy like you know the two I look at, right? LeBron Ray and Sam Roberts, the rookies, Carl Davidson and Henry Anderson, the veterans. The important thing to remember, though, is so Davis and Henry are on one-year deals. Like when you cut somebody and bring them back, you still cut them. The contract goes; it's voided. So if you're going to cut Henry Anderson or Carl Davis and bring them back, you don't change much. The dollar you're, amount might change a little bit. There's dead cap. You're ultimately but, paying him more than you would have if he made the team, right? But you, it's it's probably going to be marginal. If you cut Sam Roberts, who was a draft pick to bring him back on the practice squad or the roster, you throw away the three years of term. Remember, he's on a four-year rookie contract. And you're not totally getting rid of him. He'd be a restricted free agent or an ERFA and all these weird things. But you're essentially going to need to continue to negotiate with him starting this offseason. So when you look at it, you know, if Carl Davis is a guy that think they can get through waivers and they think they can get LeBron Ray through too, but they only want to keep one initially – I think Ray or Roberts would get the edge there because again, you're just, you don't just want to get rid of that rookie contract. So and when you're talking I think about too you know, Ray, like that's a guy with coming from Alabama, he had production, but I think he might he be tough to get through injury. Like he's had a good camp. Like it's like, kind of like, Oh, okay. This, you know, the, the red flags maybe we had on, you know, X, Y, Z aren't there anymore. So right. that, that's a guy that'll be tough. And they, there's like another guy like this too. A lot of people said, Oh, they'll cut Brian Hoyer to open up a spot and bring him back. Like they did last year. Right. Hoyer's contract's different this year. They have like $2 million in dead cap if they do that, plus they then have to sign him to a new deal. They they really got to be committed to that. If they're like, if they cut Hoyer, he might just be gone. I I just don't his contract really, really would be tough. And to I don't know how much off. I like that this year. I know Max in the second year. No, I, I I agree with you. A lot of young I, voices and inexperience in that room. Not a great offensive line. So I when you go through it, right, if you're looking for these guys, who can they part ways with and bring back? You got to look at the contract. That's a big part of it that I think people forget sometimes. Right, right. So, you know, I, 
I, any, anything else on today's practice? Like I said, it, it's tough for us. We're not out there. I wish I was, uh, even though it seemed pretty hot. I guess that's the good thing. You know, they play Miami week one. We don't have to hear about, you know, how they're out of right. shape and they can't handle it. But um, they, they've been in the heat for a long time. So I guess that's the only positive we can take away from today, maybe. Uh, they're ready. For and I don't want to hear wet heat, dry heat. It's all heat. Yeah, for sure. But you know, that's the first thing people look at when they're looking for an excuse as to why they struggle in right. Miami. It's the heat. It's the heat. It's heat. The good thing is it's earlier in the year they've been playing in it. But, um, you know, yeah, I guess anything else on practice today you want to touch on? I know, like I said, it's tough for us to watch from afar and, and gather thoughts without seeing it with our naked eye. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounded like Jabril Peppers was more involved. He's kind of been held back early on, maybe some injury stuff. I, I would love to see him be very involved in this defense. I think he has a ton of untapped potential. You know, I know it hasn't necessarily been the start to his career anywhere expecting, but he's also been in two horrible environments. And you know, those, he was with that Owen 16 Browns team that went one and 17 the next year. And then the, the Ben McAdoo giants, right. Best season he had under Joe Judge was, and you know, I know people may not be the biggest fans of Joe Judge, but that is pretty objectively the most stable environment he's ever been. And he had 90 tackle season. He was great. Named a team captain the next year. So I, it's good to see Peppers getting back out there. You know, we don't know entirely why he's been held back. He, he is coming off a torn ACL. Is it related to that? Is there another injury at play here? But I, I have really high hopes for him. So seeing him more involved is, is encouraging. For sure. No, I, I, that's another guy. Like, could they... Do they think he's ready for game action? Is that a pup candidate? Is that, you know, like he well, did tear it. I think it was week three of last year. So, and I know ACLs, ACLs aren't, you know, the 12 to 16 months anymore. These guys are coming back faster and faster. But is that another way to sneak a guy, not, not sneak a guy on, but create a role for somebody early on in the year to kind of, you know, carve out a role for themselves later on, if that makes sense? Yeah, that could be if they ease him in. I don't think they'd put him on IR. Cause I don't no. think it's that bad. Like he's been playing, but yeah, maybe like Joshua Bledsoe gets more snaps early on. Well, that's Pepper's another guy. Like, I up. wonder if they can get him through. Um, See, waivers. I don't think, I don't think they're considering cutting him. I think they really like him. I think he's on. So who do you have for your safeties? Duggar McCordy five, Duggar McCordy, Phillips peppers and Bledsoe. And you're not, you have schooler just off. I schooler is the 54th player. Wow. That'll be interesting. That's another guy. I think but is, he's a guy I think they can get through. Like, yeah. honestly, the only team I think might claim him is the Raiders. The so, Raiders. But the Raiders got, I mean, they got their own version of him. This guy, kid named uh, Isaiah, uh, I think it's Pola Mao from USC. He's a UDFA this year as well. He was like a top 50 pick at one point, And then he missed the majority of the last two seasons with a shoulder injury. He's kind of their LeBron Ray too, in a way, but in the secondary, like he's somebody, if he gets cut, and he's had a really good camp in, in Vegas, according to their writers. If he gets cut, like he's a guy I look at the Patriots maybe to target. So I schooler, I just I think they can get through. I, I think they'd be able to get him. I mean, through. that's your Cody Davis replacement next year, somebody like that role. Like we'll right. blink and he'll be there for 10 years, you know. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, of course. Be, you know, like that that guy's a football player. Yeah. Um anything with Jordan and I I'm asking you this because I didn't see much. Anything with little Jordan Humphrey and tight end today? Any any more snaps there? I didn't see too much of it. Again, I don't know that it's necessarily snaps at tight end as much as he's doing tight end things from a wide receiver position, right? Right. They're lining him up in the slot. He's crashing inside the block. So I, it definitely feels like it's still on the table. We'll, we'll see. And you know, Dalton Keene getting cut and it does feel like they're trending towards a two tight end team. Right. Uh, you want to do a boss sports minute? I don't know if you have anything. I know the Kevin Durant, 
uh, news looks like it's over with. Yeah, no, I great. actually got a quick, I got a quick Red Sox thought. I can work it in here. So I know the season's over, right? And we don't need to care about this team anymore, but you want to be excited about the future. Eric Hosmer gets hurt because of course he did. So they need a first baseman, right? Well, their 22-year-old 2018 first-round pick, by all accounts, is ready in Worcester. And instead, they're calling up Franchi Cordero again. And it's I, there's this weird thing in baseball where if you wait to call guys up past a certain point, you get an extra year of term, fine. They're past that point by now. I, I, I don't know what it is. Tristan Cassis should be up. And here they go again, dinking around with the development of another promising prospect. It's annoying. Didn't he miss a lot of time? Is it? Did he just get yeah, back? He's he had the ankle injury. Healthy and good to go now. Like I'm okay. Like maybe I'm wrong. I, I this is the reports I've read. So I, yeah. I it sounds like he's good to go. And but. looks like Jalen Brown staying. Hopefully his uh, his feelings aren't hurt. Whether, yeah, no that, did, that that was Kyrie staring the pot, ruining things up here. Oh, sneaking of course. It to win. Of course, it was 100 percent was. There's no way Brad Stevens would do that his first year in, but. That's pretty much. I don't have much. I, uh, Red Sox is like they're done. It's football season. It's we're almost there. It'll be all football, and that'll be the the talk of the town sooner rather than later. Hopefully, so um, we'll be back. I'll be out the next few days. Got a business trip to, to take care of. Barth will be will be on. We're gonna kind of handle it in. Uh, Barth will be. We'll, we'll we'll have to carry the carry the weight more than usual. I think this time. Um, I guess so. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk to you. Be sure to follow us, Ryan underscore Spags. Real Alex Barth. We will talk to you guys shortly.